Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about games, movies, and everything in between. I am your host, Michael Masick, and with me every week, as always, is my son, Jaden. Jaden, hello. 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 How are you? Doing all right. You want to tell people that uh, you didn't get much sleep last night because of the scary storm? Um, we had some crazy... Actually, there's still wind blowing outside. I don't yeah, know. I'm hoping really it doesn't windy. get picked up on the mics because it's really windy outside. Yeah. Um, it was a very loud storm, lots of thunder and very heavy rain and everything. It was like coming in sideways and the wind. Like yep. There were things hitting our house that I was thinking, there's not a tree there. Mm-hmm. What's hitting our house over... I can just imagine someone outside was, like, let me in, let <laughs> it was me very in. Intense. It was very intense. Uh, this is episode 53 for uh, Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. We have not recorded in the last few weeks. Um, Jaden and the kids were sick one week. I was sick um, for a couple of weeks. Uh, no COVID related, but just a lot of, it's still a lot of coughing and lung stuff. And it was just down. And then uh, been very busy with work. And so just, we have not been able to get our, calendars to sync i don't know your, your people well, need to I do mean, a better job talking to my people i don't want it to sink i mean you don't want this what i don't want to lose it i want to stay afloat <laughs> oh my gosh anyway i was slow i didn't get what you were saying i was like why didn't you want it to sink yeah. you meant sink like s-i-n-k like die in the water okay that was pretty bad this is episode 53 uh the title today's episode is greatest indie hits volume one and so we talked about this on our last episode i think it was our last episode that every, I don't know, every month, every other month. Every other <laughs> something. Every, yeah, two or we're going to bring you like a greatest hits mix. Like a note, like back when you mix you know, audio tapes and everything else. But they're going to be greatest indie hits. And this is volume one. And so um, it's going to be fun. We're actually going to talk about some indie games maybe we've never discussed on the show. But you may have heard them as well if you've been a listener from the beginning. But maybe we haven't talked about them in depth in, in quite some time. So... Uh, this is going to be a fun show, something new. But before we jump into that, get all the opening stuff out of the way, be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC, as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. So you can drop us a line and email us at HeyDad at DadsGamingCorner.com. As well, you can jump on Discord and carry on a conversation with us right there. That's always a lot of fun. Um, you can look in the show notes right now and You'll see the link for Discord. You can click on it right there, and you get invited. Uh, if you want to do it through Twitter, just send us a DM on Twitter, and we will send you an invite that way as well. So before we jump into our greatest indie hits mix volume here for you guys, we do have three indie games that we do want to review uh, that we received codes for, and we're very grateful for that. Um, but because of you know, the last month or so of things being a little chaotic, we are late in getting these reviews out, and so we do apologize for that. And uh, but we are bringing you uh, you know a couple good really good games here and we'll just you'll hear as we talk about them and then we'll get into our our, our mix so nice nice do we miss anything there Jay um, I don't think so when we take off this many weeks I feel like there's like mentally there's like a stack that I'm going through mm-hmm. of things I know we're supposed to talk about but we don't necessarily have time to talk about on this show so have we announced that we got a big old baby Yoda no we did not so we have a huge baby Yoda that's um, yeah, I mean, it would take up your whole arms. I'm to, trying to, yeah, it's big. Like, you, you'd pick it up with your whole arms. A friend of the show uh, who's been on the show a couple times now, Joe Ochoa, he bought it for us, and it's this huge baby Yoda. And it's actually sitting on a stool uh, in the corner here of our recording area right over here. So Just listening in on the, the podcast. But, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that's been going on for the Nintendo. You know, uh, we, we just had the official one-year anniversary for Animal Crossing. 
Uh, a week or two ago marked the 35th anniversary for Zelda. Um, the Switch just had its fourth birthday. I Ooh. mean, we, we missed a lot of stuff over the last three weeks. And Lots so of stuff, yeah. a lot of stuff to catch up on. And here's our catch up. Switch turn four. Yes. Happy um, birthday. It looks like the Switch Pro or the Switch XL or whatever the new version is going to be is right around the corner. Um, I won't go deep into all that. It's been on the news it's been in the news and media, you know, for months, if not years. But the last month or so, though, it's gotten very specific, and it does look like we're getting a revision bump, uh, faster switch, better output, slightly larger Bigger screen, screen, you know, all kinds of stuff. OLED so, screen could be an OLED screen. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff there. So we don't generally talk a lot about rumors when it comes to things like that. But uh, as it starts. You know, unraveling here in the next, uh, or not unraveling, but building up steam, the opposite of unraveling, over the next month or two, <laughs> we'll probably talk a little bit about it. And um, the only thing I have to say about the Switch turning four is I'm glad it turned four. I love my Switch. I still love my Switch as much as I did the first day I bought it. And as far as Zelda goes, Nintendo better give me what I'm looking for. Um, when we did the show covering Nintendo's Big Direct, which was their first one in over a year, we talked about how, or just about a year, we, we talked about how there was a Pokemon Direct right around the corner, and indeed there was. And I'm expecting a special Direct specifically aimed at Zelda. We already mentioned how Skyward Sword is getting an HD remake, and it's mm-hmm. coming to the Switch here in July, as well as the Zelda Joy-Cons that I didn't get a pre-order on. And I'm really nervous. I've, I, I'm going to have to figure this out. Like I'm going to take you with me on launch day, and I'm going to like drop you off at Walmart, and then I'm going to go to Target, and we're going to see if, you know who has who can put their hands on them first. Nice, that's the thing. Like I need to find them. And then that guns. person gets to keep them for the day, oh. and then they go to me. So right. anyway, but enough of that. Let's go and jump into the reviews we have here. So the first one is for a game called Oliha, mm-hmm. which when you start the, the actual game, there's a voice that goes. Olia, more like that. So. I didn't. I didn't. Olia. Hear that though? When he said it, I heard, "Oh yeah," but then you said, um, "Oliha," and I was like, "Oh, that's what he said." So I, I didn't even know that that that's what he was saying. All right. Um. Anyways, well, let's go and jump in. This game is fourteen ninety nine. You can find it on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Steam. Basically, anywhere you want to play games, you can find this game. It is rated T for Teen, and uh, we'll go ahead and just talk a little bit about it here. Um, Oliha is a game about Faraday's quest, a, ma- a man that is shipwrecked, then trapped on this mysterious country. How you say that? T- I don't know how you say that word. How you say that, Jay? I. This man is mysteriously <laughs> shipwrecked on this dark country, and he's and he's all alone by himself, except for a boatman. So you've got this. Here's how the game basically is: you've got this guy who is looking for a better land for his people. There being, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a bad situation. So he goes out on a ship with other, you know, crew members on the boat, mm-hmm. and um, they can't swim, which is interesting. I, I think this, I find this very interesting that none of them can swim because in the game itself, if you dip your toe into water, you die. You know, or you, you lose uh, hit points. Yeah. Then you eventually die. So, fun little fact there. And as they're going to find and discover this new land where they can have freedom and new resources and abundant life, uh, there's a storm, and they all they all just die. die, drown, get scattered. And then he finds himself on this little island area and eventually meet this boatmaster. And this game has a really cool 
uh, hook that as you go into, because basically you're going from your base camp into different temples. And every time you find somebody new, you can bring them back to your base camp and they can set up, set up things, everything from like a hat vendor to um, an alchemist, alchemist and just different yeah. things like that. And so your, your base camp actually begins to turn less from a camp and more into the new village, City. the new town that you actually set out to look for in the beginning, which is really neat. Um, I'm going to read a little bit here from their uh, their website. It says, armed with the or armed with a legendary harpoon, he and other castaways try to leave this hostile country to return to their homelands through discover uh, through adventurous explorations, narrations, and razor sharp combat. The player will discover a strange world and its inhabitants, including Oliha. And um, let's see where am I at? I just lost my where am I at? I just lost my plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, an enigmatic uh, lady okay. that Faraday finds himself bound to over time, inspired by swashbuckling tales. And here's what's cool. Um, this game is actually inspired by swashbuckling tales and cinematic adventure games. Oliha is a story about facing the unknown in adversity. So it's actually really cool that it takes p- part off of other lore you know, in, in other stories, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, ex- again, reading from the website here, explore a mysterious and handcrafted world inspired by sailors, legends, and Asian fantasy. So again, you got history in there, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, wield the harpoon of legend and rethink movement through this platforming puzzle and combat. Rescue fe- uh, fellow castaways and meet curious characters to learn more about uh, Terraphage and the enigmatic. Just said it wrong. Enigmat- enigmatic? Enig- I've enig- never heard that word. Enigmatic. I know the word. Enigmatic. Oliha. Nice. I am all sorts of tongue-tied. To- you know, today's my day off after like two really long weeks. And my brain is tired of thinking. Anywho. All right. So let's get into our review and enigmatic. talking about this game. Um, Oliha is a... This is, this is how I want to really kind of just sum it up. Oliha is a hookshot style platformer with beautiful mu- music and satisfying combat set in a mysterious world. That's how I would best describe this game. If you've played any of the 3D Zeldas, I, I think it started with Ocarina of Time, and it continues all the way up to Skyward Sword, I believe. Link has a hookshot, which is basically, think about like a grappling hook that you can point somewhere, um, and then, you know, when it grapps, grapp, grapples on. Like Batman. You then pull, yeah, pull towards it. Um, and that's what this game is. Except for instead of a hook shot, you've got this magical harpoon that you can throw at enemies to kill them. You can use it to activate uh, switches, and then you can throw it at a uh, like at a root or something, and then pull yourself towards it. It's like an instant teleportation type of a thing. It's a really cool game. It has beautiful atmospheric soundtrack with traditional Japanese style of music in it, which I instantly fell in love with. Jay, what did you think about the music and the soundtracks? Um, yeah, no, I thought it was super cool. Um, like you said, it had that type of like Japanese vibe to it, like with the, like just like a flute, you know, just by itself leading the whole thing. Um, and it sounded more like maybe you consider, I'm not sure what the right phrase would be, but more of a kind of an ancient or traditional right. than, than modern. I'm not, and the only reason I say that is I'm thinking of like movies that right now that have a, a, a setting in Japan versus a movie from, <clears throat> I don't know, an older movie, like from 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, no, the music was um, the music was definitely lots of lots of fun to listen to. Really and it enjoyed it. Really wrapped um, like wrapped you up in the whole, um, you know, like it. I mean, like they described it on the website, like the Asian mm-hmm. history and you know stuff like that. It really, just 
added to that whole vibe. So I thought it was super cool. The art style is, is very simple, but it works. And it to me, at least, it feels both original and mysterious. Like when you get into some of the temples, like when the game first starts, you're thinking, okay, this is the same kind of really basic bit style right. design that a lot of indie developers go for. But when you get into um, some of the, the temples, it can get very dark feeling. I don't mean just dark pixels. Like it has that that dark, ominous feeling mm -hmm. in the levels themselves. And and for that, I think the art style actually really works in favor of this game. Yeah. Rather than being a game where I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired of it. And it feels fresh and original. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, the magical harpoon that we we're talking about makes fighting and zip lining, you know, that's so much fun in this game, and even puzzle solving a true pleasure to experience. Uh, there, there, There's not a lot, but there are puzzles in this game, and um, they're not complicated at all. But you use this harpoon throughout the entire game. A variety of interchangeable hats, and Jay, you, you got the first hat, mm -hmm. one with a feather in it, grants you different abilities before each stage, which is a fresh take on the traditional talent tree that you'd normally see like in an RPG-style game. Yeah. Um, and it has the uh, the added bonus of granting Faraday a dashingly good looks. That first hat you put it on, you're like, quite dashing. Well, hello, Faraday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hello, sir. It was a nice hat. I'll tip my hat to you. Um, yeah, I definitely... Big old feather sticking I, out. I it. really liked the harpoon, though, because because um, you don't get it right away you play a little bit before you get it right and through that whole time you're having to like i mean it's a platformer so you're having to like jump from platform to platform and then platforms are breaking and you're like ugh. um and the harpoon once i got it i was like trying to platforms and i was like oh wait a minute i have the harpoon so then i used it and i like skipped the whole like a whole set of platforms and i just jumped up to the top right which made it super cool and like you said you can use it to kill enemies and stuff and um it was, yeah. This is definitely not your standard style of, or, or whatever, uh, platformer like you would think of, like Mario or even um, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, best game. Why is Hollow Knight not on this list? He should, Hollow Knight should be on volume one, but he's not. Nope. We're, we're going to include him in a different volume. Anywho, um, it's not your traditional uh, platformer. You are platforming, but you're also, you're fighting. It's an action game. Mm -hmm. um, but man, it's good. It's yeah. real, and the and the combat feels solid. Yeah, I was about to say that. I really like the combat. It's tight and it feels good. And um, the more enemies you get around you, it begins to feel mm -hmm. very fluid. And you're just, I mean, you're just going all over. And you can be zipping across the screen. You mm -hmm. get too many enemies around you, you can zip to the other side of the, of the enemies. It's just a really good game. Um, I did find the the story um, a tad bit hard to follow, uh, especially. If I sit, you know, if I set it down for a few days, pick it back up, and because of all the different choices you can make and going through the game, yeah, I've all but lost the story. Like I know the story from the beginning narrative of it and what the ending is supposed to be, and that's it. I, I feel like the the middle story, there's one there. I know there is. Mm -hmm. I'm just having a really hard time following it. I completely forgot about the story. Um, I. And a, a part of it's just because like the way they tell it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's cool, but. Um, I get bored very easily, and I lose, um, or my attention span ran, runs out, and so I, I actually don't even know what the story is, but the adventure part was fun, you know, um, you know, like the combat and exploring and stuff, and then coming back and, you know, building up a city right. and everything, that whole thing, right. both of those parts of the game, which are big parts of the game, are both really fun, um, but yeah, I completely forgot about the story. The only the only negatives that I really would add to this list, I mean, we really like this game. Um, it is a little bit on the shorter side. Um, I mean, it's not too short, but it is a little bit on the shorter side. And um, the the combat 
sequences become very easy once you've mastered combos, once you've mastered the harpoon, once you, you know, you, and one of the cool things about this game um, is that before you go to each new stage, because you can go to the stages in your own, well, relatively speaking, in your own order, as long as you have keys and other things you need to mm-hmm. unlock them, but it's still kind of up to you. And once you understand how the combat system works and which hat works best for each level, because each stage you can change out your hats right before you go into the stage, it begin, it, it's, it's an easier game. You know, if this game, had, it, which it doesn't, there's no difficulty settings, but if this game had the difficult settings of easy, normal, and hard, and most games start you on normal, and then if you can't play it, you drop it on easy. It feels like I, this one started on easy. I feel like easy. this game started on easy, and there's right. no real difficulty ramp to ramp it up. Yeah. It'd be cool if after you beat this game, they gave you a, pl- like if they came out with some DLC that gave you a plus mode, mm-hmm. you know, to make everything uh, much more difficult. Yeah, the combat was um, pretty easy, and it took, I mean, they didn't like die right away, but they also didn't kill you. They're, they they don't really put up a fight. Right. There's a few boss fights in the game, but even then, what, once you know the the mechanics, it's everything's mm-hmm. pretty much you can just breeze through it. And so, which isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad. Yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't it's like a, when a game. It's a fun too game. Too hard. But at the same time, it it made it for an easier kind of a breeze through walk through. Just mm-hmm. I'm done. Like I beat the game. Okay, right. I'm good. It, well, there's not the the let me say it this way the challenge is not there that makes me want to go back and play it again. Now, if they came out with a, a free DLC that introduced like a plus mode, like a new game plus, mm-hmm. everything's more difficult. Right. That I would enjoy. Um, there's a bunch of collectibles you can get in the game as well. That um, I I think at this point in my gaming <laughs> life, I'm I'm done just trying to 100% get games mm-hmm. unless it really grabs me. Like, unless it's Mario. Mario, Zelda, <laughs> any game that ranks as a 10. So right. speaking of which, we're giving this game a very strong 8 out of 10. Um, definitely worth picking up. It's $14.99. Yeah, I was about to say, you think it's worth 15 bucks? It's absolutely worth $15. This is, this is one of those indie games that just shines and really, really like it. All right, let's move on to our next game. This is going to be a mech fighter. It's called Override 2 Super Mech League. It is rated T for 10. T for teen. <laughs> T for excuse 10. me. T for teen. It is twenty nine ninety nine, so a little bit on the pricey uh, side on the, for an on indie. the pricier side here. Um, it's available on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Steam. And um, we had a harder time with this game, and so you know, you and I messed around with it some, and 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 looked at it. And um, well, let me start from the website. What it says. So Override 2 Super Mech League is an all-out brawler between 20 distinctly deadly mechs in arena-style throwdown. So basically, there's 20 mechs, and and you're the driver. And you can jump into the different mechs, and you can have a have a street brawl. Have a brawl. Or more of an arena brawler, yeah. yeah. Um, it says, start as a new pilot and propel yourself through the ranks in a deep and robust career mode. Which I will say this, I looked into the career mode, and I didn't find much there. Like, there wasn't a motivating factor to to jump in and go Mm -hmm. further. It says, join mech leagues and earn reputation by competing in arenas located across the globe. Duke it out with a tuned-up roster of returning robots and new mechs across various various, uh, versus and (laughs) co-op game modes. I feel like that sentence is is wrong, but... Various versus. (laughs) Yeah, various versus and co-op game modes of up to four unique... Or four players online, excuse me, and two players locally. Defeat your opponents using an arsenal of unique moves, including supercharged range attacks, metal-busting combos, or an arena-shattering ultimate attack. So here's the thing. This game on paper sounds like a blast. The videos I've watched for this game before it, before it came out 
looked amazing. And even when you start up this game, it looks like this is going to be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. But that's kind of where it ends. And let's let's talk through some of these. So, I mean, it, it, the roster is actually pretty cool. There are, again, there's 20 playable rob- robots, including brand new mechs uh, that are new from the, this is the second in a series, new from the first one. Uh, each with their own unique skill sets and unique ultimate moves. Uh, some of them are larger and heavier and pack a punch. Some of them are smaller but faster. Um, you, the last uh, fight you and I had, you were this big, you know, Mecha Godzilla looking mm-hmm. dude, and I'm this guy that looks like he's a cross. This guy looks like a cross between Ant Man and and Iron Man. Yeah. However, he fights more like Iron Man. Um, and my guy was really fast. Your guy was slow. Um, and your guy, when he hit, he hit really, really hard. And it, a lot of the characters do, now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of the characters do like, look like they've been inspired by uh, just pop culture, like mm-hmm. the Mecha Godzilla and different Marvel characters yeah. and, and things like that, the more, the more I think about it. Uh, the, each arena has their own unique hazards, or hazards, excuse me, uh, competitive fighting grounds that include dynamic elements such as geysers, lava pools, and platforms that encourage strategy and unexpected outcomes yeah i really liked that part about it i thought that was cool it was really cool um you could fall into the lava you could step into a pool of water and all of a sudden you could be shocked and mm-hmm. then when you're the thing about that is when you're shocked it's more like of a pulse in mm-hmm. the water because i jumped into the water at one point one of our matches and i was you know shocked and so i was frozen stasis you got in the water you had no problem and then you hit me once you're like why are you frozen you hit me once yeah. and then you got froze frozen mm-hmm. so i thought that was pretty cool um but here's the thing with 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 everything that, that that's good about this game, that you know the different characters, the assortments of moves and the unique abilities, the unique stages, um, I while we were playing it, I couldn't help but start comparing this to other games. At one point, it felt like uh, there's a game on the Switch right now that you can get for free, or maybe it's five dollars, and it's either free or it's five dollars. I'll look it up here in a second. But it's called Titan Glory. It's a very small, limited indie game. Um, it's not hand-to-hand combat. You doing you do more of shooting different types of missiles and guns and things like that. Um, but I kept thinking, I wish this game played more like Titan Glory. And I don't mean like I wish it was more of the missiles, uh, because in this game, you know, you can shoot things, but it wasn't as fluid as Titan Glory. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It was definitely a little jerky and um, yeah. And you yeah. made several references to arms. It felt, yeah, it felt like ARMS in the way that, now if y'all have played ARMS, you you know how like you're in a stadium or like a, you know, just in an arena type thing and you're um, like, you know, you're, you're circling each other and it's like that type of thing um, and you're stuck in that arena and you're just battling it out and that's a lot how this was and I don't know what it was, but it just felt like ARMS, like the different combos you could do, um, how, you know, right trigger was a heavy kick and right bumper was a light kick you know right, just stuff like right. that you could grab them and throw them um it felt like arms but simplified because arms has first of all you know the long arms right and you know you can change the direction that the arms go and that has all the different hands that you can use that have different um they throw differently different weights they have different abilities and power-ups and stuff so it to me it felt like arms but just simplified which i mean I mean, I feel I'm, I'm. I don't know. I mean, Arms is a Nintendo title. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not like bashing um, this game for that. You know, for feeling like a simplified version of Arms. Um, 
But I mean, I thought it was fun. You know what I mean? I thought it like it, it had that arms type of feel. It just wasn't as exciting, wasn't as fun. Which which comes to some of the other issues we're going to talk about here is that even though it's simpler, man, ARMS is just fluid. Now, again, we're talking about two different games. Um, you know, ARMS is you're a person with really long arms, and here we're talking about mechs. Uh, but at the same time, there, you couldn't help but notice the similarities of the arena uh, battles and the different fight styles that you just mentioned. But mm-hmm. ARMS just... Making, and again, we're talking about a triple A right. studio here. You know, Nintendo, a brand new franchise. Man, I wish they'd bring out an ARMS 2. I really want an ARMS 2. Like, that would be a day one purchase for me. That'd be fun. Nintendo, I know Make you're listening. Make it happen. Make it happen. Um, but yeah, this game just isn't as as fluid. I was looking up Titan Glory, and it's currently $20 on the eShop, which I know we didn't pay that. Um, so either it launched free for a limited period of time or it launched for $5 for a limited period of time. Um, because I mean, we all have it. You have it. I have it. Caleb has it. Micah has it. I wouldn't have, have purchased four copies of this game at $20 straight up. So, um, which is interesting, but anywho, um, again, this isn't a, a bad game. It just, it has the potential to be so much better. Yeah. At what f- it's trying to do. I feel like, um, the creators really like they had this vision and they, I feel like they almost got it all the way. It's just the they, mechanics. Yeah, the and, mechanics are, are somewhat broken. Um, some camera issues, you know, stuff like well, that. Well, let's, let's talk about those. So uh, e- even the loading of the mech roster is strangely slow. So, for example, oh, yeah. you and I played a side-by-side co-op, which I'm going to say right now. This game is not it – was, it says you can play a two-player co-op right there you know, on, on the same screen. Don't do it. It's not meant to be played that way. We did a few rounds that way in the very beginning. It was terrible. Yeah. If that's the only way they offered multiplayer, I would. This game would get a like a three. I mean, it's just it's not meant to be played that way. It, it was terrible. But even then, when you're loading your characters, there was this really strange, almost like it was retrieving online content. Yeah. Um, like just like any any fighter game. Think about Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate or Super Street Fighter or or any or even Arms any game where you've got to pick a player or Mario Kart where you pick a driver when you go when you you see all of the bots listed there or all, I'm sorry all the the mechs listed there all you see is a gray uh, square you don't even see you see the name but you don't see the their their picture you don't see a portrait picture and when you move your selector over to it then the picture arrives but after I don't know, five to ten seconds? It was really strange. Like it was retrieving it from online, which made no sense. Um, whenever you'd enter into an arena to actually start fighting, you'd trigger this long low time. Again, it, things that don't make sense. Um, we had a lot of graphical issues where uh, you, you were fighting me, and at a time, um, yeah, this is when we're doing separate consoles at this point, and you're fighting mm-hmm. me, and I'm underneath this like bridge thing or overhanging thing, uh, which obstructed some of my view, and that's fine. That's level design. But then it all went black. So the top third of my screen is black, and and I literally can't see anything. And then we we're again doing the co-op, the you know, the vertical split screen. There are times where you'd be looking at, at the lava, turn your camera slightly, and now it's all black. Yeah. Or I'd be looking at a, at the water, and now it's all black. Or look in the sky, and it's all black. I mean, just a lot of weird graphical issues, which I will say is very uh, surprising. Um. Yeah, just double checking. This game is developed and produced by uh, Modus Games, and that's, uh, I mean, they're they're a good indie studio. So I don't I don't know what exactly happened on here. It it, it kind of feels like a game that was that was rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's controller input lag, oh, yeah. uh, jerky camera movements, which again makes battling all the more difficult. I mean, what what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it was definitely just really frustrating. Um, all the camera issues, all the graphical issues, um, the like you said, the input lag. You know how you would look to the left, and then it would look to the left. Um, input lag always. It's not like once in a while. Yeah, there's, there's this constant. It was constant. Even if you're offline playing, there's this single player mode. There's this constant input lag. You would, if you move, if you're moving the camera, moving the mech itself hitting a button to attack, there's this constant like half-second input lag on everything. Uh, very frustrating. Not not sure why it's there. Um, when I went to invite you to play from your own Switch, so we're on separate Switches, uh, the first few times we tried it, it kept saying, kept giving an error of unable to uh, create online session. Please try again later. And it did that repeatedly. Actually got out of the game, went into an, a different game, then went back into that game, and then it worked. And so, I, I don't know, don't know. Yeah, it. I mean, it. It feels like a, a fun game, and it feels like it could be lots of fun and really cool. They just got to patch up the holes. Yeah, there's I, lots I, of holes in it. I'm really hoping that they can they can fix it with patches. Some of these issues though don't seem like patchable issues. They seem more like a great game was in the making, and then they rushed it, and then they delivered, and there's just some big chunks. <clears throat> Um, that are missing. I, I will say this. It, it has an opportunity for a huge online community where you can get into leaderboards and everything else. Seems like that would be a lot of fun. If I overlooked everything else that I'm having an issue with. But as a single-player mode, I would get bored of this game very quickly. Um, I think this game is designed, or at least from what I'm playing, it's meant to be done more with a, with a larger social group. But sadly, yeah. I don't have that group who I could then go out and say, hey, you need to go buy this $30 game because you're going to love it. It's just not there for a single player. Any multi, in my opinion, it, the vast majority of multiplayer games need a good single player component as well because you're not going to always have a group to jump right into. Obviously, I'm not talking about Battle Royale games. Anywho. Um, but yeah, that game is, uh, let's see here. Just double checking uh, the price. Lost my page. Is here. Yeah, it's $29.99. Um, again, get on Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam. Um, we are giving this game, uh, we're giving it a 6 out of 10, um, and I feel like I'm being generous. Uh, we originally gave it a 5, and I, I we bumped it to a 6 because of two things. One, we believe that there's a good game here. It just it needs some work. And then two, the, the multiplayer factor of online stuff, as I think, is really where this game is going to shine. But I didn't have an opportunity to really play it with people that I knew. Right. And so... And once we got away from the split screen, and we did, um, you know, like... Two separate consoles. Right. It helped. It, it was definitely less frustrating, um, easier but to see what was going But it still had it those still same... had everything that we talked yeah. about. The input lag, and, and the delays, and the jerky camera, and just... Yeah. It was... Yeah, so we're going to leave it there. Um, at $30, uh, we can't recommend this game. Um, if you like mech fighters, put it put it on your on your wish list. You know, games go on sale all the time, yeah. whatever console you play on. Um, for $15, I would say I would say this game has enough to it for $15 to pick it up. Um, and you can check it out there. So anyway, let's move on to our last review because I want to I jump into our, our segment here that we're going to be talking about. So the last game is, how do you pronounce this, Jay? Is it Tahu or is it Tohu? Tohu, Tahu, Tohu, Tahu. 
I don't know what it is. Either way. This game is $14.99. Again, we did receive a, re- a review code for this, so thank you for that. You can find this game on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam, and Stadia. Is anyone playing on Stadia? Let us know if you are, because that's cool. I'm going to throw this out there. If you, <laughs> if you are listeners, n- not if you have a friend, but if you, if you own a Stadia that you actively play, nah, I forget that. I don't care. If you own a Stadia, because <laughs> you may have played it the first few few months and then you 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 put it in some drawer that you can't find right now. If you own a Stadia, reach out to us. I want to talk to you about seriously having you come on the show and talk to us about yeah. Stadia. I would love that because um, I almost got a Stadia. And I waited, and now that it's tanking, I really am not going to pick up a Stadia. Yeah. So, anywho. Let us know. <laughs> let's talk about the game. Tahu here. All right, $14.99. Okay. Um, this is a, a beautiful, um, very creative, very immersive point-and-click adventure game. And I'm being very specific in saying point and click because here's the, here's the biggest issue with this game. I'm going to get the negatives of this game out of the way first. Okay. Um, point and click games almost never, and, and, and I'm saying almost because I want to say never, but maybe there's an exception that I'm not thinking of, but they rarely, if ever, tr- uh, translate well to a console. That's not bad on the developer. Uh, that's bad on the fact that you're using an analog thumbstick instead of a keyboard and mouse yeah. with the precision of a mouse. It's just they don't, they don't trans- translate well to consoles. Um, and, and unfortunately, this game um, experiences those same the same difficulties. Uh, this game does have touch controls for handheld mode, which, which is which is nice, but it's not good enough. And so let me let me explain this if I can in very simple terms. Most touch control apps. So there's I uh, I do a lot of IT work, and so there I do a lot of re- uh, remoting into other people's computers. And I use my iPad a lot of times if I'm out on the road. So generally, there's one of two. T- types of touch control when controlling a cursor. The first one is your finger is the cursor. So in other words, if I was to put my finger, if I'm looking at a word, think about if you have a piece of paper in front of you and you wrote out the word stop and you were to place your index finger on the word O, that is the cursor. I'm sorry, on the letter O, your finger is that that little mouse pointer. It is the cursor. So, so in other words, you can select the O just by touching it, but at the same time, you can never actually truly see the pointer because your finger's always covering it up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's how this game acts, okay? And that's how most games do with touch control. Wherever you touch, that's the pointer. Right. There's a there's a inherent uh, issue with that that you cannot be precise enough. If there's multiple items to select and you're trying to select just the one, you got to be really careful how you touch because you can never actually truly see the pointer. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. The other way that you touch controls with like remote remote desktop uh, software is that uh, you control the pointer with your finger, like the little cursor with your finger. And so imagine if 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 the imagine that um, you're, you're you're looking at the word stop, you see the letter O, and you want to click on that letter O. So when you touch on the screen, you touch right below the O somewhere, and then the, the little uh, cursor pops up. And it's just like ha- a quarter of an inch, half an inch above your finger. So it's like you're touching right next to the cursor. And then you drag and move and do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like touch games need a combination of both. Because there are times where you just need to move the cursor around. Because in this game, like many games, like when you're playing it and you're moving the cursor around, you yeah. have to see what's clickable. 
you you can't tell what's clickable when you're just t- tapping all over the screen because you can't see when it turns from a cursor into the little hand. Because your finger's over Your it. finger's in the way. So you need to be able to just drag and move the cursor where your finger's just below it to see touchable areas and then go and touch. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's out of the way. That was probably too long of an explanation. But that's the reason <laughs> why touch controls on a lot of these point-and-click adventure games don't work because they don't incorporate a, a good mixture of both of those. Um, the game is too short, uh, for, I feel, for the price. You can beat this whole game in about two to three hours, depending on your level, uh, your level and comprehension of puzzles and and all that. Um, the overall plot is nothing to write home about, uh, which is a shame, considering uh, that the they put a lot of re- uh, rich creativity uh, into the character designs, uh, the fish planets that are around that you fly yeah. to that are designed. Um, I mean, everything about the game is just really creative, really And unique. we're going to talk about it here in one second. But, and right here, um, again, there's no real story to the game. I mean, there is, but you don't care about it. But the amount of creativity in the characters and in the levels and in the worlds and the other characters you interact with, there could be some real – it could be really cool, cool lore behind this game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they really missed an opportunity there. Now, outside of that, outside of that, this game is really good. I really enjoy this game. Um, you adventure as a little girl, and I don't think she's ever named, unless her name is Tohu or Tahu, but I don't believe it is. Uh, but you'd, you, you're this little girl, and you can change yourself into this huge robot named Cubis, and he's really strong. So after the entire game, and I love this when you have that changing element, throughout the game you're doing small puzzles that only she can do, but then you need to reach something that's high or you need to lift something that's heavy, and you transform yourself into Cubis. And that's what you're doing throughout the game. Um, I'm just read from the, the website here. It says, explore beautiful environments and solve intricate puzzles in a brand new adventure game set amongst a world of wonderful fish planets. And they are. They're, they're fish with planets on them. It's yep. kind of like uh, Xenoblade. Xenoblade, you know, all of those worlds and lands rest on these giant titans that fly through the sky. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um. All right, let's go through some of the things that that uh, a couple. Are more, you comparing uh, the Titans from Xenoblade to fish? <laughs> uh, I just made me think about it. I'm not comparing nice. them. Two more things. For, I just want to read here off of the, the website itself. It says: Explore vivid and atmospheric locations, meet intriguing characters, and solve elaborate puzzles, all on your quest to repair the sacred engine. As the girl, and that's what she's called, the girl. Uh, you are light and nimble, and so can reach areas of the world that others can't. And at any time, you can transform into the girl's mechanical friend, Cubis. Need something heavy lifted? Need big, strong arms to catch light bulb, <laughs> light bulb flies as they pass by? I'm just remembering watching you play this, and he kind of chuckle. You know, he, he puts out his arm, catches a it's like basically like a lightning bug, and he like ho, 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 kind of chuckles to mm-hmm. himself as he throws it into the to the ball or to the giant fishbowl. Uh, need to win an uh, impromptu arm wrestle match uh, with arc- arcane and somehow tangible mirror image of yourself. Cubis has got you covered. Okay. Um, let's talk about what we like about this game. Beautiful hand-drawn art and animation style. And the thing Agreed. about the animation is that I was, I was talking about this this morning. Um, I've mentioned on the show before that the vast majority of the time, I mean, 99% of the time, I prefer Pixar over DreamWorks, over all the other all the other CGI animation studios. Mm-hmm. It's like Pixar came, dropped Toy Story, and everyone was like, we're going CGI. Mm-hmm. Toys, uh, not Toy Story. Um, <laughs> Pixar, Pixar, their films, 
it's just animation, okay? But there's heart behind their characters, and I don't. I'm not just talking about good writing. I'm talking about how the animation looks. Like put put it on mute and, and watch them. There's this animate animation that you see in there. There's a, there's this heart and this warmth behind it um, that really just kind of speaks to you and brings you into the world. Um, and a lot of other studios out there, they're they're sorely lacking that that heart that that warmth. Um, and this game does it. it it's all hand drawn animation art style, but it, it's warm, it's inviting, and it just draws you in. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, the yeah, there's just. There's a there's 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 something about it that's just really cool and really um like you said it really invites you and in, um like grabs you and just pulls you in right um what's the word submerse immersive immerse yeah immerse it immerses you into the universe Immer- yeah the world. it yeah. really yeah. draws you into it and captures you yeah the music as well is incredible I mean the score is just absolutely beautiful um. I'm not positive. I'm trying to remember. I, I should look it up. But I believe the same composer who worked on Hollow Knight, which is, again, one of my top indie games ever, also worked on this game as far as the music is concerned. I, be, I, be, I believe so. That's which cool. not Which would not surprise me because the music in this game is incredible. Um, I'm trying to see where we are here. Uh, the puzzles, they're, they're fun and they're clever without being too difficult. Some of these point-and-click adventures, as you're playing them, they're just awful. Really, really boring. Why are you <laughs> linking at me in Morse code? Um, I don't like the puzzles. <laughs> I think the puzzles suck. <laughs> okay, well, hold on. Hold on. Tell people, first of all, what does it mean well, that you don't like puzzles? I've said it many times on this show before, but Please. I don't like puzzle games. I've said this also many times on the show. I don't want to think a whole lot when I'm playing a game. <laughs> I want to have an enjoyable time and just chill. So don't make me think super hard like I'm in school still. Right, so you don't want a puzzle game. Right. Now, now on these puzzles, on this game, mm-hmm. you were flying through them. That doesn't mean I enjoyed them. Right. <laughs> but what I want to say is um, you have a mind for puzzle games, so maybe you should give puzzle games another shot. Or you're just like, forget it. I don't want to think. No, I, I refuse. I, I mean, refuse. I can respect the puzzles in this game because they were cool and they had lots of different steps to them. They, it creative. was like multi-step puzzles. You know, You had to do this to trigger this to make the right. puzzle work. Um, it's just not for me personally. But if you do like a good puzzle game, then this game is very puzzly. It's just like a regular point-click adventure. There's a lot of puzzles in the game. And again, it's not it's not brutal. It's not brutal. Yeah, it's not going to take you hours to figure no, out. No, it's, it's a fun game. Uh, it also features a unique hint system that requires its own bit of clever uh, puzzle problem oh, yeah. solving. So they, rather, they give you ahead. a puzzle yeah. as a hint to solve mm-hmm. the puzzle. Well... So it's less of a puzzle that you're working on, but you still have to think it through. So a lot of games, when they give you a hint system, they give you uh, they either tell you the hint right away or they give you like a, you know, you can ask it three times. The first time you ask for a hint, it gives you a vague hint. you got to think through. The second time is, come on, dude, you should get this by now. And the third time is, here's the answer. Mm-hmm. The press the red button type of a thing. Right. This game, when you, when you activate the hint system, which is a little mini game before that, but forget that. It, it opens a notebook, and you see these drawings that relate to the level that you're currently on, and it gives you an idea of, hmm, okay, I know I need to get those fireflies, or I know I need to be able to get through that tiny door or move that yeah. heavy object, mm-hmm. but I'm 
but I'm not sure exactly what I'm supposed to do with that. <laughs> like it still, it still doesn't just come out and tell you. And so it's Which, unique. Yeah, and the art I really style like again is very hand drawn and it's very cute. And it's just, it, there, there's so much heart in this game. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, again, the game is definitely too short. Uh, we are giving this game a seven out of a 10. Um, I would gladly give this game a solid eight, a really strong eight. Uh, I'm not simply because it's a very short adventure and nothing about it makes me want to go back and play it a second time. And so, yeah, uh, which is, which isn't a bad, I'm not saying it in a bad way on, on not wanting to go back. Um, if it was a little bit more challenging, I would maybe set it aside and then come back, you know, a year later and play it again. But it, it was, it was simple enough to where I was like, that was fun. I don't want to go again. And it was, it was so short. It was like, okay, um, you know, point and click adventures, it's not really working on a console. Yeah. Really enjoy the game. Um, but, you know, it, it is on the shorter side. So we're going to give it a, a seven, a, a strong seven. It's it's a fun game. It's it's a good game. It's just not great. It needs it needs to be a little bit longer. Now, if they came out with a free expansion down the road that added, like, chapter two and added another two hours of gameplay, I'd bump it to an eight in a heartbeat. So, anyway, so those are our three reviews. We're going to put links to them in the show notes. Um, where you can find them and download them for yourself. But, uh, Jay, let's go ahead and move on to our new segment, which or not, not segment, but our new whatever we call What are we calling this? A series? Our new series. Yeah, we're going to do a series of shows. So this is Greatest Indie Hits Volume 1. I just love that tune. I just really like it. So, all right. So, like we said, with greatest our greatest indie hits series that we're going to be doing, we're going to be bringing you any time between four to five games, uh, depending where we are, depending what we're playing. Um, and these aren't just so normally indie corner. What we do is we find games that are rated, you know, generally seven and higher. Like they're 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 good games. Right. Maybe a six if it's really on sale, but they're always on sale. So different rules for here. These are going to be indie games, period. Um, These are the greatest hits. They may or may not be on sale, but it's going to be, yeah, greatest hits. Now, you're not, not, not everyone's going to agree with us, which is fine. Right. Um, looking at this list, I'm looking at, uh, I feel like, games that definitely deserve to be on this list. Mm-hmm. And so let's go and just talk about them. And depending on how much time we have, we may or may not get through this whole list. So the first one that we wanted to add, and, and we talked about it briefly on uh, our last episode, is this War of Mine Complete Edition. Starting strong. And you can find this on all consoles, but we're talking specifically Switch right now, but most of these games we're going to be listing, you can find everywhere. So this War of Mine Complete Edition, it is rated M for Mature, uh, mainly because the tones of this game are very dark. The scenarios are very dark. Um, There is a F-bomb right there every time you look at this game because it's spray-painted on this broken down wall. And uh, and then there's some just dark matters in the game, like hard decisions well, you have to make. And the setting of the game is, you know, you're, I mean, um, the country you're in is in the middle of a war. So militia has taken over that, different yeah, areas. So that kind of sets the tone for the game. No one has a home for right. the most part. I mean, you have, you have stragglers coming to live together in a home trying to survive until order can, you know, the forces can come in and, and set order. Um, the game is thirty nine ninety nine. It's a forty dollar game, and this is one of those rare occasions where where an indie game one hundred percent deserves that 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 price. Yeah, it's an incredible game. It's yeah. Very, so why don't you just um, talk a little bit about the game and okay. and you know what it looks like? So so in this game, you know you're 
Well, I mean, you can pick different characters. I started off with this guy and his daughter. And so you're in this, it's not even a house. You're in this building that is all, you know, has got holes in it. Well, it's, it's like, a, broken, it's like a, a, a really it's, old two-story broken down home. Right. That also has a basement. <laughs> um, And so you just go in there and then you're, I mean, you, you scavenge, you know what I mean? Like you're. There's, I mean, you literally start off with nothing, so you have to just, you know, dig around in the house to try to find supplies for, uh, for food, for water, um, to, you know, make a bed, to make a stove, to, you know, anything. And so you're working on your house, and then once the night comes, then you can venture out to other, you know, broken down houses or maybe some, you know, other houses or buildings that are not as broken down and still inhabited by people. And so that's where, like you said, the decisions come in. You know what I mean? Like there might be um, um, this elderly guy living here, but and he has meds that he needs, but your daughter may be at the house really sick. So you have to make the decision. Do I take this guy's meds for my daughter or and, and you know, let him die? Or do I let him keep it? but risk my daughter dying. So it's, it, and it's constantly doing that to you. It's constantly causing these hard decisions. It's a really emotional game. You get really I mean, attached it, it to grabs the characters. Your heart. It really yeah. does grab your heart, especially when, so in that scenario that you're talking about right there, um, if you're taking the meds from this old guy, uh, mm. and, and I think it's always the same house, but um, in, in other words, I think it's the same scenario, but their son's in the house as well. Or maybe there's two different old people. But anyway, and he'll even say, hey, my parents need this, and he's going to fight you. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take the meds, you basically have to, you know, you've got to take the guy out. I'm trying to Either be careful that. what words we're using here because <laughs> it is a mature-based game. Uh, we try to keep the show PG. Um, right. Or, you know, maybe you don't find the son at all, but the, but the, the old man finds you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, please don't take this from us. We need this. And he mm. doesn't attack you and at all. And he's just begging. And he's following you around the house. He's like, "Please don't, please don't take our water. Please don't take our. We need this." Mm-hmm. And you're and you're and you're going back and forth, thinking, "What's the right option?" Because back at home, back at home base, like I said, it might be your daughter. It might be another one of your, you know, uh, or it might be yourself. It might be that character right. who is on the verge of death. Yeah. If that was the case, I, I would just die and let the guy have it. But it's the people back home that you know have joined. Because mm-hmm. people can come and join. They'll be like, yeah. "You've been on the streets. Can we can we live with you?" And they might need help. Uh, someone might have broken into your house the night before, and now because of that, they need the medicine. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the game constantly. You got two phases. You have the day phase, and during the day, you're 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 patching up the house, you're fixing it, you're building workbenches and upgrading workbenches, you're building beds and and chairs and oversized chairs and all these kinds of things, ways to collect water. I mean, there's a lot of thought in this game. They did a, a great job of giving you this uh, like post-apocalyptic type of scenario, and you're making hard decisions. But it's a great game. And it feels so real. Like, the dialogue so that the real. characters have. Because, you know, if you do come back from a raid and you took these people's food or their medicine or whatever – your guy comes back to the house and he's saying, I can't believe I just did that. And he's feeling guilty Absolutely. and he's feeling sad. And the way that the game progresses and just everything, you really connect with the characters. Um, and so it just feels, it's just, it, they did such a great job on the game. Um, the music, the art style, everything about oh. it is just really. The music is, is, I mean, it's stunning. 
It's yeah. stunning. It just it sets the backdrop so well, and the sound effects of the bombs going off and, mm-hmm. the, and the guns shooting off in the distance. Um, so, like, yeah, in the day you're working in your house, and at night you're scavenging, and you can decide morally up front, well, I'm I'm going to scavenge for goods, but I'm not going to hurt anybody, and then. You know, you you get you're good for the first four nights. And yeah, then night five. You're like, yeah, you're, you're at night four, and you're like, oh, I got this. Yeah, if y'all listen to this right now, and then y'all go and get the game. You're at night four, and you're probably like, oh, I'm chilling. You know, this Tell, is where are you at at night night twelve? Mm-hmm. How, how are Do you have enough water? How's the food going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got anybody any, sick? Any anyone wounded? People get wounded. It's a whole thing. It, it, this is an absolutely great game. Um, I believe. I mean, this this game is on anybody's list. I mean, no matter what you you want to play it on, play it. Again, I think this game is great on Switch because it's a great uh, grab-and-go game. Like, you don't have to sit down and invest hours. You could literally pull it out of your bag, play 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and then go about your day and pull it out again, play another 15 minutes, and get yeah. home and play for a few hours. So, great game. And that's this War of Mine. Again, it's rated M for Mature, so just putting that out there um, so everybody knows. Okay, the next one that we want to talk about that we've never mentioned on this show is Dicey Dungeons. How do we describe this game? Um, well, you're in these dungeons and you're fighting people <laughs> as dice. And I think that pretty much sums it up, you know? I mean, <laughs> okay, so it's like you're on this you're basically on this game show, right? And you start off as a human. Start off mm-hmm, as a human mm-hmm. and then you have Lady Luck that comes to you and says, "You are our next contestant on whatever." And uh you're like, "Sweet." And all of a sudden she does something to you, does magic zaps on you, you, zaps you and you turn into a die. Like you're this, you're this die, which is singular for, for dice, dice. In case anybody's confused, when you said die, I was, I okay, merely fine, thought fine, of like fine. food die or something like fine. that. You're a dice, but you're you're singular. You're a singular die, and yeah. um, <laughs> but they have different classes. You know, you could be like this warrior dude, you know, with a sword and everything else. You could be uh, a magic wielder that has to build spells and stuff out a of robot. its spell book. You, you can be a robot. A you can be a thief, an engineer. There's all these different classes in the game. But what's unique is the game is played completely using dice. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 half luck, but it's also half strategy. Yeah. I mean it really is. So it's it's half random and half strategy. It really is. Because you have to roll dice and you're like, ooh, I can use that three and attack that person and get a, you know, do three damage, or I can wait and throw a, a higher number. And then you might roll a five and go, oh man. That's I mean that's next to a six, the highest I can roll. I can do five mm-hmm. damage. But if I can get a six, I can get a bonus two damage on top of that. Yep. So it's all so then you so then you're rolling, and if you miss it, you're like, oh man. And you know, and then you missed your turn and everything else. This game is so funny. Humor mm-hmm. all throughout this game. It is a great game. This Dicey Dungeons is rated E ten and up. Uh it's $14.99. And I would say you need to this is one of those if you if you have a little bit of money. And you've been wanting to get a, a, a new game, or maybe a game that's just different. Like you just need something that's completely different from your normal play style. Maybe you're heavy into Call of Duty, or you're you, you're still heavy on Animal Crossing. And you need a break. You need to jump in. Why are you, why are you laughing? I thought that was funny. <laughs> you need to jump in here. What those two complete opposites spectrums? I don't know. You need to play Dicey Dungeons. This is a game that I heard talked about months and months ago. And I randomly, I think it was either featured on the eShop or or something. I know I didn't get it on sale. I was like, you know what? I've heard enough about this game for a while. I'm going to pick it up. And just what I had heard about the game already made me want it. But what I had heard about it did not do it justice. It's so much better than how we can explain it to you. 
So for fifteen bucks, you need to give it a shot. Yeah, it's really it's it's really weird, um, but like really unique. I mean, not weird. <laughs> it's really unique and just hard to describe and hard to explain because, like you said, there's lots of uh, strategy and luck involved. And as you progress in the game, there's different, like we said, there's different classes you unlock, and they all have super unique play styles and different strategies yep. that you'll need to use. So let me, it's, yeah. let me read from the website. It says, in this new fast-paced, <laughs> this is hilarious, like what genre does this game fit in? In this new fast-paced deck-building, roguelike, um, which is, I'm, that, those are two right there. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. In this new fast-paced deck-building rogue- roguelike, you'll fight monsters, find better loot, and level up your hero. So it's 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 an RPG as well. And work together to take down the goddess of fortune, Lady Luck herself. Balance your carefully planned strategies against the unknown of a dice roll. So it's an RPG. It's a deck-builder. Um, you're literally randomly throwing dice, so it's less than just a card-based game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's hilarious. Play as six different characters, each with their own unique play style and abilities that we just talked about. Um, great game. Cannot recommend it enough. Again, that's Dicey Dungeons. Again, the, all these games are going to be in the show notes. The next one we want to talk about is Cuphead. Cuphead is rated E, 10 and up, and it is $19.99. And I will say this, it is worth every single penny. And for anybody out there screaming at me and saying, no, that's a Microsoft game. No, it's not. It's an indie game developed by an indie studio, and Microsoft bought the studio. So yes, Microsoft may now own the rights to this game, but this is t- completely, truly an indie game. And and I say that because I want to give credit to the developers of this game because it is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, first of all, it's hard. Um, I remember extremely hard. The first time you showed me this game, we were playing it, and I got frustrated lots of times because this game is really hard, but. It does a really good job of not of being hard, and it's like really hard, but it doesn't make you rage quit. I mean, after a while, you're gonna rage quit. Um, at least I did, <laughs> but I rage quit very quickly. Often. You do, you do. Um, and this game, even though it was really hard and we died a lot, it's still there's something about it that was just so fun, and just there's some there's a hook. That there's keeps a hook you in coming it, back in it, right? And it keeps you want to play one more time to beat your score that you know the last time um so that they just do that super well and not a lot of games capture that and know how to do that and do it really well um and this game does it this is by far one of the most beautifully uh hand-drawn games out there it's all hand-drawn think about uh, think about a mickey mouse cartoons from like the 1930s that's what it looks like Mm -hmm. is that old 1930s style uh, hand-drawn art, animation. It's but but they do it so well. I mean, it's incredible looking. So let me just read their own descri- description right here. Cuphead is a classic run-and-gun action game, heavily focused on boss battles, and that's the thing. Um, the levels themselves are difficult, but once you learn the rhythm, the pattern, you get pretty good. But then you get to the boss battles, which there are a lot of boss mm-hmm. battles, and that's where the game it is like it went from normal to very hard. Yeah. Like from love, just going from the level to the boss was like normal to very hard, um, or maybe hard to. Now we'll say normal to very hard. Boss battles are legit difficult, but again, they own they have their own phases and patterns that you can learn as well. And I think that's why we don't rage quit because we right when we died, it's not just a matter of you dying. You died, but you know why you died. You learned, yeah. You learn as you go. Um, 
And there's times where we've played through several levels. There's other times where we were we played one stage, one boss, and it took us so long, 30 attempts or whatever, yeah. and we're like, good, we cleared that one, we're putting it down. Yeah. This is a great game. Um, again, uh, this game, uh, I know it's on Switch. I know it's on, on Xbox. I want to say it's elsewhere. It used to be an Xbox exclusive title. Um, but now it's, you know, on Switch. And I do believe it's on other platforms as well. It's $19.99, and I think it's worth every penny. It's such a great game. Such If you grew up with games like Metal Slug, like I did it on the arcade, um, you've played Metal Slug, Jay. I have? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Little 16-bit looking characters. They're all I'm like, thinking ah. about it. Okay. Kind of, they're fighting yeah, okay. guns. Yep, it's okay, like, I it's like all now. over the top, and they're like, now. you know. You know, extra life or whatever. You know, they're throwing things. Yeah, women screaming and people falling out of windows. And when you're playing it, you're like, "This game's actually like, man, maybe this should be rated <laughs> higher." But it's an old arcade game, you yeah. know, which is great. Um, but if you like run and gun games like that, uh, this game is just the cream of the crop. Amazing, amazing game. All right, we're, we have time for one more game, and then we need to wrap it up. So let's go and talk about Overcooked. Overcooked is rated E for everyone. It's, it's uh, $19.99, and you can get this game literally everywhere. Um, Jay, this is more of your game than it is mine, so why don't we talk about it for a minute? Hmm. Let you okay, start it okay. off. Um, so Overcooked is a, what do you call it, time management? Is it? Is that? I what? don't know what you call this game. <laughs> it's, you're, yes, go ahead. You're, so, okay, so if y'all never, I'm pretty sure you talked about this game before, but we have. Um, if y'all never played this game, it, you're a chef, and you are running a kitchen, and you're getting all these orders. I mean, it's like you're a chef and like a real chef in a kitchen. Wait, let you're me g- let me read this one sentence. Okay, Overcooked is a chaotic, and I do emphasize chaotic. It is chaotic. couch co-op cooking game for up to or for for one chaotic couch to four co-op players. cooking. Uh, oh yeah, oh, wow, that's one two. <laughs> hold on, that's one two three four. That's five C's. Nice. Chaotic couch co-op cooking game. What's four? One, two, three, four. Uh, oh, I looked at op and thought that was a C. <clears throat> co, co, that'd be cop. cop. That'd be cop. Co, cop. Co, cop. 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 It'd be cop. without the ah. Uh. Anyways, anyway, overcooked is a chaotic couch cope cooking game for one <laughs> to four players, and it is insanely difficult or chaotic or I don't know. all what of do the you above. Wanna, yeah, take it, Jay. How do you want to talk about? Um. It? Yeah. So you're getting these orders at. A fast rate, and you you know you have to get the orders out, but it's not that simple. You have to run from one side of the kitchen, and one of the reasons I love this game so much is because each kitchen has a really unique design to it. It does, and it really does. unique obstacles to it. Like, um, there's this one I don't know if you remember, but there's this one level where you're on a food truck, right? Yep, and there's two food trucks, and and you can only pass from one to the other once they align on the highway. So the trucks are constantly moving back and mm-hmm. forth, getting ahead of each other. And one has this, the sto- the stove. Uh, oh, I guess the stove. Yeah, the stove would be on one. My brain is true. One of them has the stove on it, and the other truck has the food and everything. So and like where you chop them. So, and and each level is just super unique. And the game gets harder because the dishes might start off with just like you know. Mm-hmm. Two two ingredients, but later on it's like three, four, right? However many, I'm not three sure mushrooms, you know, two whatevers, one of these plus a hamburger patty, right? Plus the bun, and so you're bringing all of these ingredients together, and and it's and it's time based in the fact that when it when it when a customer comes up and places an order, you just see you know 
we need two cheeseburgers. And you're like, okay, I know how to make those. But you've got to quickly mm-hmm. bring the, the uh, ingredients together, make the sandwich. Sometimes you've got to cook food. Uh, if, if you leave it on the stove too long, then it burns. It burns so in your kitchen. Everything your kitchen's is timed. Catching on fire. Everything is timed. And then if you're not being careful, the dish, the dirty dishes can can stack up, mm-hmm. and then you've got to clean the dishes. And so, when you get four people playing here, here's here's the chaos. Here's for your me. problem. Here's with my it. problem <laughs> with this game. I really enjoy this game, and I want to enjoy it more. The way my brain works, there's four of us playing. And there are six activities. Okay, you're on station one. You're on station two. I'm, why did you just move to station one? You're on station two. Okay, we just lost this level because you went from station one to station four. And then we're all running into each other. We're right. grabbing plates that we shouldn't be grabbing. You're you're on wash, you know, plate washing duty. Why are you over there, you know, cooking? And just, so I, I I get frustrated because I'm like, no, I need right. food. It's it's like I'm the like I'm in Hell's Kitchen and I'm I'm that chef saying you know where's my whatever why is this burnt and I'm thinking I, I don't ooh. right stress it's um, stress I, I learned in this game that I don't make games fun sometimes <laughs> and I had to chill it's very it, and you pointed that out to me Thank it you. is a very chaotic and stressful game um yeah especially you know. It's really weird because I was about to say, especially if you have more people, but at the same time, if you have less people, then that makes the game really hard because then you only have two people running all over the kitchen constantly trying to get everything done. Right. It's The game is easiest when you have four people, but you have to do it right. Right. You. This is one of those games where if you, it, like you said, if you have one person cooking, one person chopping, one person on dishes, it really like if you you know if you make it uniform like that and make it step by step it makes it um a lot easier and you know sometimes they're gonna just order some outrageous cheeseburger that has like freaking caramel and chocolate on it (laughs) and you're gonna have to break suit um but that's just part of the fun for me personally Well, the biggest thing to remember about this game is to have fun and to laugh right and so if you're if your kitchen's on fire (laughs) if your kitchen's on fire just laugh it off don't don't stress over it i'm stressing over it and running around saying who has the fire extinguisher? And then I see the fire extinguisher coming, but it can't get to the fire because two people are trying to go down the same aisle against each other. And mm-hmm. I'm like, get out of the way. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway. It takes teamwork and communication. Fun games. Fun games. And so anyway, that that's going to end it right now for our Greatest Indie Hits Volume 1. And we're going to be doing this, like I said, every, I don't know, four to six weeks, something like that. And these are going to be great games. And so again, that was This War of Mine, Dicey Dungeons, Cuphead, and Overcooked. Next week, or not next week, but our next segment will bring more to you. Great games. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Sorry it's taking us so long to bring you another episode. I'm hoping that life is going to be settling down here for us very soon. Uh, we should have no issue bringing an episode next week. Yeah, so, no, anyway. we should settle down a little bit. Um, oh, I didn't even get into what we're playing right now. We'll talk about that later. Yeah? Yeah, I'm playing a, I'm playing this game right now. Um, Gotta load the icon real fast. What is it? Okay. Well, while you're looking for that, uh, no, uh, 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 Nosia. Uh, what is oh, it yeah. called? It is that. Oh my gosh, I'm loving this game. G N O G N O S I A. I think it's pronounced Nosia. Um, it's a it's a game from Japan. Um, if you've played games like um, I think uh, uh, Werewolves, there's there's a lot of them. There's Werewolves. There's Mine's drawing a blank. Among right Us. Now. Yeah, Among Us, Werewolves, uh, games like that. It, it, it's a game like that. It's single player. It's not multiplayer. I'll talk more about it in the next show. Um, but you're still trying to figure out, you know, basically out of a crew of 15, um, who are the two or three 
uh, gnosias that you have to find because because they're slowly killing oh. off. The, yeah, there's like this alien that takes over. Oh. They they infect you Ooh. and they're killing the crew members off. It's, it's that it, sounds like a Doctor Who episode. Think about Among Us, but go. It really, yeah, it really is. Is that like, a Doctor Who? Like episode? with the um the uh, is it the ooh no the um <gasps> oh what, what do they call that species? Oh, I can't really I, can't forget right now. The ones with like I the, want to say the ooh the, ball. the ood the ood the ood is ood is it ood. You, no, it is. I can hear the doctor Ood. saying it. it is Ood. Matt Smith going the Ood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it's, is. It's like, remember the episode where they turn bad mm-hmm. and they get infected. Mm-hmm. It's like that. And so, um, man, I'm really liking it. And it's a simple game, but I've I don't know how much time I put into it, and they're still revealing new elements of the game to me. So imagine Among Us made for adults. Mm. Not, I mean, it's not M rated or anything, but just I mean, like a, a more fleshed out game. So, a lot that's of cool. fun. A lot of fun. Okay, that's going to wrap it up for us. Remember that you can find everything that we talked about in the show notes. We'll put links to all the games that we talked about. And as, like I said, at the front of the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. Drop us a, an email at HeyDadDadsGamingCorner.com. And we would love it if more of you would join our Discord server because we want to start doing some interaction when we record a live show. That's going to be that's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I used to do live shows with... Um, Actually, I think both of my uh, older podcasts back in the day. Lots of fun to bring user interaction or listener interaction in here. As always, if you like the show, please do subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and leave us a good review. It, it always helps us out. And as always, if you'd like to financially help the show so we can keep bringing you different games and reviews and whatnot, you can help support the show via Patreon at patreon.com slash dadsgamingcorner. That's going to wrap it up. Nice. Yeah, these shows that we record uh, after we've had a hiatus of several weeks, um, my brain's just like stacked of information. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> next show, next show, next show. All right, guys, that will do it for this week. Remember to stay safe out there, play lots of games, have fun. That's spring break for you. Hope you're having fun with your family. We'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>